What's up, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another week of the What's That Noise podcast, a podcast where I sit down with a friend of mine, or if I can't find a friend, I do it by my lonesome, and we discuss an album of any genre by any artist, doesn't matter, and go over it track by track and, you know, just talk about how we feel about it. And yeah, this week we've got uh, we've got a special one. This uh, this week I have my buddy Jacob on, and we discussed the album Sepaternal by Bring Me the Horizon, which, I mean, obviously you don't need me to say it, this album is you know, unforgettable. You know, it's it's one of the staple albums in our scene. And yeah, everybody everybody who knows metal music knows this album. They know songs off it, regardless of if they know it or not. And yeah, I had a lot of fun sitting down with Jacob this week and uh Yeah, man. It was it was a killer episode, I think. Um a little bit of a longer one again. I mean shit, we've got one coming up that's like I think we have a two hour podcast coming up, which is crazy. But I just want to say again, thank you to everybody who's kind of taken the time out of their lives to, to to listen to this podcast, you know, and give me the feedback. And not only that, but everybody who's reached out asking to be a guest on. I'm, I'm super excited to get everybody on. And yeah, I just want to say a quick thank you to everybody. The support has meant everything. It's been it's been really fucking exciting. Like, it really has. I've, I've been wanting to do a podcast for so fucking long. I know I said this at the end of the first episode, but fuck it. I'm saying it again (laughs) yeah I was just I was really fucking excited to do this man and I just want to thank everybody for kind of going on this journey with me and yeah I really hope that you guys enjoy this podcast man it's uh, it's a lot of fun obviously huge fucking album in our scene and yeah so uh, without any further delay let's get right into it with my buddy Jacob Houston on the album Semp Eternal by Bring Me the Horizon we'll be right back so here we go and we are back with this week's guest it's my buddy Jacob hello hey Jacob Hey man, how you doing, buddy? I'm fucking vibing, dog. Good, dog. How's your week been so far? Uh, interesting, but yeah, that's a conversation for another time. Fuck it. Fair enough. Okay. All right. So I got today. You brought in Semp Eternal. Yeah. Bring me the horizon. Yep. One of my favorite albums of all time. Just pull the mic just a little closer. For sure, brother. There you go, dog. All good. Yeah, no, it's a fucking killer album, dog. So. Why? What made you pick this album this week? Uh, so I think it's probably the album that got me into metalcore personally. You know, like when I first started listening to like anything other than dad rock, I fucking got stoned as shit and listened to uh, Shadow Moses one time. And it just blew me away. You know, I respect that. Um, I listened to like other Bring Me the Horizon songs a few times before that, but. At the end of the day, it was Shadow Moses baked as fuck that got me sucked in, bro. <laughs> yeah, honestly, that, like, that video goes crazy. It does. It does go crazy. That's like kind of what I feel like. Bring me the horizon was huge before that, but I remember just like the the shift when this album came out. Like I swear, I saw it everywhere. Like everybody had a Sepaternal T-shirt with that. I think it's the whatever the fuck that design is. I'm not entirely sure. I know it's got a specific name. I'm not good at researching, so I didn't. Fuck, man. I yeah, I, I know what it's called. I want to say it's like the flower of life or like the tree something of like life that, or something yeah. like that, but yeah. It was everywhere, dude. Like, I remember specifically, I don't know who this dude is, so if for some reason this dude that went to high school with me is listening to this dude, I just, your sweatshirt was so memorable. It was literally the fucking, that logo, just that, 
with Bring Me the Rise and the Sub Eternal on it, and it was just this like crew sweater. You know what I mean? I just remember seeing that every single day, walking down the halls for like a fucking year straight. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I was way behind the curve on on all that shit. I mean, I didn't probably listen to it until. 2016 or 2017 i think me too not that late but i like i think i was just getting into kind of like rock and metal yeah around this time and like i mean granted i still listen to these guys but it was essentially like i was only listening to asking alexandria black for brides on like hollywood undead back then and that was basically it so i'd see this and just be like oh there's another band you know mm-hmm. but yeah so another question that i like to ask um I guess you kind of already answered it <laughs> is uh, just like, yeah. Do you remember like the first time you were listening to this album and what made it click for you? Like what you got from something that maybe like other things in this genre hadn't given to you before. So I think where it kind of falls is like the first time I'd ever listened to it, I think was on the way to warp tour with Lee yeah. in 2016. I fucking that's the year that i went to Warped yeah Tour. yeah no it was time. it was a good one yeah uh but we were on the way there and i didn't really listen to the kind of music i remember listening to like sleeping with sirens and thinking kellington was a girl yeah <laughs> you know like i think it's just like a normal experience everybody. first time i ever heard that i was like oh that's definitely got to be a woman right and he's like yeah. nah that's a man and i was like i don't know about that dog <laughs> <laughs> boy got some range on him for yeah sure. he definitely has a crazy range but we'd listen to some uh bring me the res and i was like wow this is pretty all right and then uh but yeah, I, I guess basically like circling back to what I had talked about a little bit ago is first time I really sat down and like took the time to listen to anything really like metalcore. It was definitely Sam Paternal. I, you know, just got baked as shit. We had like a little studio room and. Was this when you moved to Spokane? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. No, it was in like 2017. For some reason, I thought this was like right before you moved here. No, this was. This was yeah right when, right after we moved, Lee and I had set up our little studio room, and then room so we were like we had like our badass like color shift lights that like yep you know kind of changed to like the pulsation of the music or whatever, and yeah man we just had like we just I got baked to shit sat down he put that video on and I just sat there and I was just b- blown away by the quality of the music and. Just like the cinematography of the video, you know, they shot it with two cameras, so that was just a whole different experience. Yeah. And then I was like, huh, you know, maybe I kind of like this stuff. And so yeah. I sat down and started listening to, like, the whole Sampleternal album. Yeah. And it really just kind of set in for me, like, wow, this genre is worth listening to, you 100%. know? That's yeah, why I, just, I like asking people that question is because, like, for me especially, like, I really believe <clears throat> that sometimes things really do just take, like, a second listen at different times for it to really click. That's why I like to ask that, yeah, like, when did it click for you? Because it's super different when, like, for me, the band that kind of gave me that mentality was actually Rain City Drive mm. before they were Rain City Drive. It was right after they got their new singer. And I heard a couple songs, and I was like, eh. And then I listened to it on the way home driving from California, and I was like, oh, shit, like, the shit fucks. Like, I get yeah. it. You know, like, sometimes yeah, you really no, that just do. Yeah, that fucking crazy, too. Yeah. But, yeah, so, fucking lit. Let's get right into it. This album starts with Can You Feel My Heart. Oh, mm. you know what? I'm fucking this up. I'm fucking all this up. So, I'm going to kind of run you through how we do this. So, you know, we'll talk about the songs. We'll talk about how we feel about it. And then at the end of that, we'll give it a rating. Not like an out of ten, but just like a hit, a mid, or a miss. 
and that essentially is just like you know you can add any sort of adjective you want on there like a fucking banging hit or a mm. really hard miss you know what i mean just mm. anything like that so all right back to it can you feel my heart how do you feel about it absolutely a hit bro yeah the fucking i don't know one of my favorite things about this whole album in entirety is going to be the post-production it's behind everything yeah of course like it is just top tier and can you feel my heart is really like a good way to start off the album yeah and and a great example of just the fucking top tier post that it has for the rest of the album basically yeah oh yeah i agree um i don't really like it's i i skip this song a lot it's not because i don't like it it's Mm -hmm. a great song but it's just like it's been played so much around me that I'm just like, all right, I get it. Like I got to skip. But yeah, like, like when whatever. I'm li- like, when I sat down to listen to this album all the way through, I was like, oh yeah, this, like this totally is a fucking, it's a great fucking song. There's no denying that. It's a reason it's one of their fucking Absolutely. biggest songs, you know, like, like you were saying, the post-production is crazy. And, um, if I remember correctly, like when this song, and I guess when this whole album came out, I don't really think that they had delved too much into actual like singing before this was that's the spirit before or after this Sam was Paternal? after this that was after this sabaturno okay. came out and then i think the one right after it is that's the spirit okay but so yeah. yeah i mean i think they went from being a deathcore band into Sam Paternal. yeah like metalcore yeah Oof, pardon me which is dope and um it was cool like it's it's something i always say like i love when bands or musicians in general just kind of experiment start doing something new and Bring Me the Horizon's done that really well, and I think this is kind of over and over and over again. Yeah. They just keep switching genres. They really do, especially now. But like yeah. back then, especially to go from like, you know, like um, uh, Count Your Blessings, then to like There's a Hell to uh, Suicide Season. I think there mm-hmm. was maybe one more before Sepaternal, or maybe it wasn't. Just to go from that style to this out of fucking nowhere, it was such a taboo around the time, like in the scene. I remember like. When I had first gotten into this music, it was kind of first when stuff like this started coming out, and everybody was like, "Oh, great! Like everybody's getting soft, and it sucks, but it's 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 awesome." I, to kind of wrap it back around to this song in particular, I uh, yeah, personally, I think it's great. I think it's maybe a little overplayed, but that doesn't take away from how great of a song it is. Yeah, I mean, despite the fact that it might be a little overplayed. There's other songs that deserve that credit on the album. I agree. In my we'll heart, in my heart, one of my favorite. I think literally my favorite song is next. So, all right. So, hit, mid or miss. What would you rate this one? An absolute hit. An absolute hit. Yeah. I'll go with that. That's a good one. Now the next one, and I was correct. This is, I think, my favorite song on this album is the House of Wolves. I really fucking like it a lot. This is like, like when I first listened to this album. I remember, like, I heard Can You Feel My Heart, and I was like, all right, cool, you know, like, this is interesting. And then I heard The House of Wolves, and I was like, now this, this is fucking awesome. Yeah, no, it definitely slaps. There's, like, a bunch of spots in there where kind of, like, it's a little bit quiet and then just explodes, yeah. and I just love that. That's Me one too. of my favorite things that people do in music. There's so many examples of that I could give you. But 100%. Yeah, no, I agree with you, man. And, uh, yeah, no, like, there's not really too much I can really pick out and say this song works for me on all fucking levels the chorus is fucking awesome the verses are kick-ass the breakdown goes so fucking hard man and crazy yeah this song is fucking awesome like if if i was in charge of like what songs would be most popular this one would be it you know what i mean this is by far one of my favorite fucking tracks on this album yeah 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 no that shit's fucking fire yeah fucking 
Absolute hit once again. <laughs> Absolute hit once again. <laughs> I will rock with that. All right, the next one, Empire, let them sing. Oh, the, just like the, the I don't I don't really know my theory as well as the rest of the band, but yeah. fucking uh just like let them sing, let them sing, let the past start sing. Yeah. Oh my god. It goes hard. This was oh actually Oh my god. I remember like I was like 10 years behind technologic or huh, technologically from everybody else so, like everybody had like smartphones yeah and i had like the ipod shuffle you yeah. know what i mean like yeah and i would just sorry just terrible don't don't do this but i would download a bunch of songs illegally off the internet and it didn't matter like the website that i would do it on would just suggest other songs for me so funny enough this was actually the first song that i heard from this album i just downloaded it randomly and it would just randomly come on and i didn't even really know who bring me the horizon was at the time and i remember thinking this song was interesting because like it's it's relatively different from most of at least what I was listening to at the time. And I feel like it's like it stands out on this album for that reason. Yeah. You know? Yeah, no, it's a little different. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Just like structurally, I really like the song. Though. Yeah. You know, like they they do like some kind of round stuff in there, which I like a lot. Yeah. I agree. No, it's fucking awesome, man. Again, the, I think. Yeah, I think I think the song. Honestly, like, I didn't think I would enjoy this song as much as I did kind of coming back into this. But, yeah, this song still does fucking stand out for me. Like, it's it's just different enough to kind of keep the album moving, I feel like, in a really nice way. Right, yeah, it's a good transitionary spot. Because they could have just, literally, they could have done another song like The House of Wolves or Can You Feel My Heart, and mm. it still would have been great. But the fact that they went kind of all over the place, I I honestly i've never put this together before but yeah like the first three songs are so vastly different it feels like on this album absolutely you yeah know? there's a whole lot of different stylistic stuff done there 100 percent. yeah the fucking i fucking love the pre-chorus too i'm actually looking at the lyrics right now and i completely forgot but yeah the fucking the deeper you dig the darker it gets there's nowhere else for us to go we live what we learn and then we forget we'll never find our way back home. And then the, they came like mods to a flame. I always loved his delivery of that line for some reason. Because, I mean, as we know now, you basically. Just feel it, bro. 100%. And uh, Ollie, like, from what I understand, he's kind of talked about it. He just didn't really use technique. So it was basically just kind of emotion right. fueling him. And that's another thing that I got to say about this album is it feels very honest and it feels very yeah. raw. And I think that comes forward even in, like, what would probably be considered like the B sides of this album, like Absolutely. With Empire. Yeah, he's fucking, yeah, he's great. Yeah. So, what would you rate this one, man? Third time's the charm. Absolute <laughs> fucking hit. Absolute fucking hit. Yeah, I agree with that. All right, next is I don't know if this is technically the biggest one. I feel like this is the one I heard the most. Sleepwalking. Sleepwalking is great. It's great. It's it fucking is, amazing. I mean, we'll get we'll get to my my number one. We will. Yeah, it's certainly not my number one, but it's probably like top five. I would agree with that. I think. Yeah. I, and I used to hate it. I don't know why. When I was younger, I had this weird thing where I only liked the B sides. Like if a song was like a single, I was like, get that out of my face. But like, <laughs> but like if it's a song that nobody else has listened to on the album, I'm like, that's pretty good. You're that's, just like gatekeeping yourself, bro. Literally. For nobody. I never talked about it. I never like harassed anybody for it. I just was always internally like, this is better because I say so. Right. Just like, <laughs> I'm elite because I listen to the B sides. Exactly. Songs. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know why, man. But yeah, no, this song goes hard, man. I remember, again, hearing it for the first time, as much as I wanted to believe that I didn't really like this song, there's no real denying that this song is great, it's catchy, and it's 
again, another departure. Like you're hearing more of Ollie. The way I'm going to say this kind of sounds fucked up, but I don't mean for it to, but him just kind of branching out and trying to sing more. You know what I mean? Like trying to. No, absolutely. Oof. Pardon me. What I mean by trying to is just like he had a very particular style of singing back in the day. He's kind of honed his craft of singing way more, obviously, yeah. nowadays. But like back then, this was he his, had to. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> his first foray into it. And it's interesting. Like it's it's very yelly, which is dope. I really yeah. like it. The lyrics in this, like I have this happen to me a lot where like, you know, you listen to a song and you're like, oh, it's a good song. And then you read the lyrics and you're like, God fucking damn. Like that's yeah. that's deep. Yeah, no, he's like one thing that he does really well in his lyric- lyricism is going to be like imagery. Hundred percent. He does a phenomenal job of that, and like, I mean, just like conveying what he wants, you know. Yeah, hundred percent. And I, I think if I remember correctly, and this is kind of why these lyrics stand, maybe why these lyrics stand out for me. Um, I remember him talking about, and it was either an interview or maybe he won an award for this album, but he was talking about the fact that he was like. He was on some sort of hallucinogenics for the entirety mm-hmm. of this, or some drug or something. And yeah, for the recording process. It always makes for very interesting lyrics, I find. Just like when you're in that headspace, the lyrics are very ethereal and they're very heady. You know, like you wouldn't yeah. imagine that somebody that's like blasted out of their mind on drugs. Or maybe you do. You know what I mean? Some of the best music, I guess, has come out of that. Absolutely. But, like, you think logically, like, somebody that's, you know, tripping every fucking day while mm-hmm. they're recording this would maybe not be able to kind of pull it together and create something as beautiful as the lyrics are in this song. But he really fucking does. And he does it throughout the entirety of the album. You know? Yeah. No, it's... I, I do like the thought of that. Just, like, ripped out of his mind. And he's just, like, getting wicked introspective. And yeah. then it's just, like... Holy shit, I got that fucking shit on lock. Let's yeah. go. No, 100%. I, I mean, I kind of get it. Like, I used to be the same way when I would, you know, sit down and smoke. I feel like the most, those were the most intense conversations I had with myself. Yeah. You know, because it's basically like, in my case, I'd be panicking or having some sort of a panic attack. Yeah, man. It's like super and, one-sided in yeah. that sense. You know what I'm but, saying? Like, you're just talking to yourself, but you don't get a, you give yourself a chance to fight back. Well, see, that's kind of what, I guess, the difference is like, I would be panicking, but it would also be kind of a comforting experience because I feel like it was the one time where I was very honest with myself and I could accept things about myself, not berate myself. You know what I mean? Like Mm. people with anxiety or any sort of mental illness like that understand, you know, it's really difficult to kind of get real with yourself and be honest with yourself. And I feel like in that headspace, you know, maybe it does make sense that you can be a little more honest and a little more open with yourself when you're kind of, you, you know, you take the weight off your shoulders in that way. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like I'm making a PSA to take drugs. I mean, live your <laughs> do life, what you want. do what you want to. Just please be safe. <laughs> My experience in that sense is a little opposite. Like, I I do tend to be more open with myself. Mm-hmm. Like, I just can't stop the thoughts from coming. Really? Yeah. Like, so like, while I can't help but like think about my wrongdoings and shit that I should be doing better. I also am very harsh on myself. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. So I think it's subjective in yeah. that sense. But I mean, obviously it worked for Ollie. So. No, of course. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's kind of what I was getting back to is, yeah, it just it seems like he was able to kind of get a lot out and make it very beautiful, I guess is what I would call it. The lyrics on this album, at least in songs like Sleepwalking, you know, they feel very. And I guess, you know, we didn't talk about it too much, but in Can You Feel My Heart, too, it's very. I mean, like, shit, going back to Can You Feel My Heart real quick, there's that whole part of the song, uh, I'm Scared to Get Close, 
and I hate being alone. I long for the feeling to not feel it all. The higher I get, the lower, the lower I, I sink. Think. I can't drown my demons. They know how to swim. Like it's stuff like that. It's like it's very obvious that he's like opening up and being right super honest. And I guess same deal with this. Um, I don't exactly know what the meaning of this song is to him, but to me, what it feels like coming like what I can relate to with this song is it feels like that that time where you're numb you know what I mean and yeah. you're just drifting through life sleepwalking yeah. literally you know and that's again it could mean something completely different for him but it he could be literally sleepwalking literally could, yeah. <laughs> just kidding <laughs> but, but, but yeah no it's it's fucking killer this song you know it, it sticks in your head it was a single a huge fucking single obviously for a reason you know, you can't you can't deny the impact that this song had. It had a huge impact on their career, at least around here. I swear to God, everybody was fucking listening to the song when it came out. Yeah. Yeah. So after all that, what would you rate it? Number four. Absolute hit. Number four. Absolute. <laughs> I'm going to go a little higher and I'm going to say. A fucking crushing hit. For yeah, me. that's a good one. I like I, I really do like this song a lot. Shit, I might change my mind on what my favorite tracks are here. We'll 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 see. <laughs> yeah, as we get through here, we'll, yeah. we'll we'll know what's good, bro. So next is "Go to Hell for Heaven's Sake." Oh, this one's a good one. So too. good, bro. Yeah, I just I don't know. Like I have a hard time like soloing out songs on this just because I fucking love pretty much all of them. There's albums like this one where I feel like it it really. Oof, pardon me. This album and all of the songs on it benefit from the album listening experience that people used to have. You know, where you'd pick up a CD, right? You'd put it in your car and you'd just listen to the whole thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Versus, if you sit down and listen to like the whole album all the way through front to back, it really kind of like takes you on a journey, it sort does. of. You know, it, and it's. I think this song is a good, a good piece of that. You know, again, it's, absolutely. I don't know if this was a single for this album or not. Um or if it was a B-side, but I would say it's one that I hear less about, but this one does stand out for me. Just the opening of the song kind of, for me, it, it really kind of stuck out and got kind of stuck in my head. You know, the, the instrumentals and the, um, the post-production on this one too. It's kind of the thing with this whole album is it takes you on so many different levels of this, like, I used the word before, but I'll use it again. This ethereal nature. Like, it, 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 quite frankly, I mean, it feels like you're on a trip. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. You know? And, uh, yeah. This song goes hard, though. To get back to, you know, shit that probably makes a little more sense. I, uh, the chorus really stands out for me in this one. Honestly, I think that's kind of my favorite part of this song is the chorus. You know, um, I'm bleeding. What is it? What are the fucking words? He's got my lyric sheet right now, ladies. <laughs> yeah, I'm studying. Got to got to go back over this shit. I just it just looking at that like looking through it really makes me wonder who the fuck he wrote about wrote that song about. No kidding, man. You know what I'm saying? He was mad at them. God yeah. dang. So the yeah, the chorus, I'm burning down every bridge we made. I'll watch you choke on the hearts you break. I'm bleeding out every word you said. Go to hell for heaven's sake. Like one of my favorite deliveries I think on this entire album actually is uh the I don't know if you'd call it a breakdown because I don't feel like it's necessarily a breakdown, but he says, uh, "When did the diamonds leave your bones?" It's one of those things lyrically that just feels so. Like it's, it's another way. It's very obvious that like you know yeah. somebody that was on drugs made this, but it's like 
it paints such a clear picture for something being so not confusing lyrically, but so like what's the word I'm looking for here? Like it's it's not, I guess, super obvious what he's trying to say there. Yeah. But it does make perfect sense to yeah. me, at least you know. Yeah, I mean, like your shining insides. When did they leave? Kind of thing. Exactly. You know? Yeah. And but I like that, that, that shit a the lot. breakdown is like probably my favorite part. You know. Yeah. In, in that song, it's just very heartfelt for me yeah i agree oh yeah it's right after this yeah you're not a shepherd you're just a sheep a combined effort of everyone you meet you're all flesh with no bones feed them to the sharks and throw them to the wolves see that's cool i like that again it's like it's painting a very clear picture this is kind of something that i hope that i'm can be at least a quarter good at lyrically Mm -hmm. it's just like it's very offer i like it's very obvious that he's talking about somebody that is a leech you know like they take from everybody else but there's right. nothing inside right you know i like that i like that shit a lot yeah definitely met a person or two like that in my life oh 150 fucking percent man i think all of us have yeah you know <laughs> he's giving me the look like you know who i'm talking about <laughs> right uh, yep. uh, yeah but yeah this is a great song go to hell for heaven's sake i would put this one honestly i would say just a killer hit you know? yeah absolutely yeah. agree yeah all right, so next, this is quite possibly, I think, the biggest song from this album. And that you is goddamn Shadow know what the fuck Moses. it is. Yeah. Shadow Goddamn Moses. This is the number one on the album for me. It yeah. always will be. It holds a wildly spe- special place in my heart. Do you want to tell them the story about... Yeah, yeah, I'll fucking get into it. Fuck it. it. Now, once again, listeners, not in- encouraging anybody to do drugs... But let's just say you get yourself on some mushrooms, okay? This video right here is the thing to watch. It is just the thing to watch whether or not you like this style of music. This is the one. So back to the cinematography of the the the, the video. It's shot with two cameras on like a like a uh, single gimbal. So basically, like the video just kind of like pulsating back and forth from two different angles. It has a very weird vibe to it. It's a it's, weird video, yeah. but you watch it on mushrooms, and everything meshes together and lines up on into one. Which I don't, I don't know if that was their purpose or not. Could have been. You know if it I mean? was, they did a fucking phenomenal job. Because yeah. holy shit, that yeah. shit just like, even if it doesn't make sense when you're sober, when you're on mushrooms, it'll make all the sense in the world. It's okay. so crazy, man. Like getting, like I've never seen this live, right? But seeing yeah. the videos of this song being played live, it's like it's right up there with the biggest bands in the world's biggest hits. You know, the way the crowd yeah. reacts to it. It's crazy. Like in the yeah. video that you're talking about, there's a shot of him holding up a flare. Right. Yeah. I swear to God, every video I've seen, regardless of where it is, somebody is in that crowd with a flare holding it straight yeah. up in the fucking air. Yeah. No, I saw him live in Jacksonville at a festival and there for certain was 100 yeah. percent. Yeah. And honestly, bro, that song, like I grabbed like the people next to me. I was just shaking the shit out of him. I was just so excited. I get it, man. No, honestly, like, I was talking up the House of Wolves a lot. I might have to change my opinion here because even, like, there's something very, very special about this song. You know, there really, really is. Yeah. And, yeah, it's fucking crazy, man. Like, it, it goes unreasonably hard. The lyrics are fucking intense you know and it's it's an anthem if anything you know like it's it's a song that everybody can relate with just from the first few lines you know can you tell from the look in our eyes we're going nowhere we live our lives like we're ready to die we're going nowhere like if there was an anthem for our generation 
that's it. Absolutely. 150%, that's it. Now, I don't know what the meaning behind this song is. I feel like somebody told me one time it was like kind of directed at their label at the time. Really? I'm not 100% sure. Lee might have told me that. I can't remember, though. He would be the guy that I trust with that information, though, because he's Bring Me the Horizon fanboy number one. You know, honestly, I could like I could hear it, I guess, you know. Yeah. But there's like just so many little tiny nuances in this song or that are what make it special for me. Like the post production is absolutely crazy. They have like a full symphony back there that like unless you're really paying attention for it, you can't hear it. When you're on mushrooms, however, <laughs> it's fucking close attention. Yeah. It is standing out, okay? And yeah. it just makes it so much more like ethereal and beautiful. Yeah. But then there's a bunch of like little voicing things too, like when they're saying like, oh, "Fuck, uh, let me see them lyrics." Go right ahead, sir. Let me. Open my phone. <laughs> and I think it's like, you "Can you tell from the look in our eyes we're going nowhere?" You know, during yeah. that during that part where it's kind of like the bridge, maybe. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> there's like some like little whisper voice effects going on behind that. That just make it like if you're if you were able to hear them if you're listening on the right set of speakers or on mushrooms, (laughs) 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 just gonna keep circling back to that. It'll uh, I don't know. It just makes it so much more impactful. Like you can really like feel the like just feel the heaviness and emotion behind what they're saying, and that's that's absolutely crazy to me. You know, if if this song really is like you know (laughs) about what. Lee or whoever it was told you what it was about it it really again goes to show just kind of the level of the I guess the level of talent that Ollie I'm assuming Ollie is the one that writes the lyrics uh, has yeah writing because it's you know you take something that is so personal to you in your situation your fans could probably never a lot of them could probably never understand what it's like to be trapped in a situation like that right, right? but you take it and you make it so open-ended that somebody could latch onto it for any situation. That song could be directed at anything. And yeah. Any, any one person who's listening to its life. That's something I really love about... It's what kind of drew me to this genre in the first place was, you know, listening to it. I'm sure every little fucking emo kid who's, done, who's listened to this shit, you know, feels the same way that I do. It's that... It, it felt like they were writing these songs for you. You know what I mean? It was it was the voice Absolutely. that you couldn't have for yourself. And I think that's why this song stands out so much, is this one really does feel like, you know, it, it could be your song. And I really do fucking love it, of course. Yeah. And, you know, who could forget the not only timeless memes of uh, this is Sandpit Turtle, but... Right, Jan Pit Turtle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, but yeah, that part in the song too is fucking killer. You know, what absolutely I mean? it gets me so hyped every single time. It gives me goosebumps every time I listen to yeah, it. Yeah, just like there's something about this song that makes me want to punch people in like a very friendly way. Yeah, of course. <laughs> like, like in the most I, I love you, but possible. I'm about to beat the fuck out of you. Yep. <laughs> God, man. Yeah, like I'm just looking at the lyrics here, like. This is Sempaternal over and over again and again, right? And I, if I remember, I've looked up what Sempaternal means. Let me see. Eternal and unchanging, everlasting, right? So it's just like, again, it's, it's hammering the point home, you know, right. of what this album is about. Um, yeah. Rise from the dead, you say, secrets don't sleep till they're took to the grave. Signal the sirens, rally the troops, ladies and gentlemen, it's the moment of truth. And it goes right back into that chorus again, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Some nasty squeals, bro. And dude, Ooh. it's just, this song is undeniably, I think, one of the best songs that they've ever released. It might, honestly, have changed my mind to be, obviously, the best song on this album. 
God, I, I, for me, for certain, that's definitely got to be subjective, of course. But yeah, there, it, that, that is, this is the pinnacle of the album for me. Yeah, I agree. And the next one, uh, and the snakes start to sing. Oh wait, what am I doing? We haven't rated it. Fuck me, I'm jumping ahead. What would you rate this one, Jacob? God tier banger. God tier banger. I'll Highest honors. Highest like, honors. Ten out of ten. This is the song off that album. Yeah, I think. yeah. that's that's the fucking one. He, so, it's that guy. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Uh, we will be right back, ladies and gentlemen. And we are back. Alrighty. Welcome so, back. Next on this absolute monster of a fucking album is And the Snakes Start to Sing. Now, this actually, we just re-listened to this just to kind of get another viewpoint on this, how it sits in the album. But it really, it this feels like the, where the album kind of starts to change. Like it, not for the worse or anything it's just this is kind of where this album starts to slow down a little bit yeah you know what i mean yeah, yeah. it really does kind of take a switch there from being so like upbeat and fast and like kind of i don't know if visceral is the right right word but... i think visceral and we keep using this word but i feel like this is kind of where it really takes hold in this album but it becomes more ethereal very heady yeah you know what i mean yeah, yeah very open very reverby for lack of a better mm-hmm. term you know there's still heavy parts in this song but i feel like the majority of this song just kind of it's very sad <laughs> i i do gotta say it's kind of hilarious he keeps circling back to wolves like man was really really thinking about wolves on his fucking acid trip You're like 100 percent. he's like holy shit wolves are the most important thing I mean, ever. Shit, like in the song alone there's wolves worms rats leeches fucking snakes like yeah this dude yeah animals bro yeah which i mean hey man you're connected so. yeah 100 <laughs> yeah. percent. like <laughs> i feel like that's all i hear people like you know when they're on these hallucinogens talk about like we're just animals bro <laughs> you know? yeah i mean at least mushrooms makes me feel yeah like at one you know with, yeah like everything in creation yeah typically i'm not a spider guy but spiders and me f- like I, c- I can fuck with the spider <laughs> when i'm on mushrooms <laughs> I dude, I would have several thousand panic attacks. Uh, no, nah, you think that? Because I like typically like I wouldn't like one crawling on me. Yeah, but I was laying in the grass the first time I ever ate some mushrooms, mm-hmm. and I had a spider literally crawling on my face, and I was just like, "What the fuck is up, dude? You are built different, <laughs> I not, bro." I literally the, the one time in my life that I've taken mushrooms, I was <sighs> downstairs in my. uh my adopted father's uh, basement where my bedroom was. And that whole downstairs area, basically, it was like part of it was a, a bedroom with no walls. And then you go down the stairs and it's like a big storage area, basically. And there were so many giant ass spiders back there that like I think it kind of just paralyzed me and my fear of spiders for a while. So mm. I remember walking down there when I was on trims and seeing them just kind of move. And I was like, nope. And I went and sat back down. <laughs> yeah, that's understandable. I guess big old spiders yeah. this was just like a little grass spider. Yeah. Me and him were homies. He just kind of vibed for a minute and then went on about his way. Yeah. But, okay, so, yeah, back to this song. Um, This is also where I feel like the post-production kind of starts to shine more. I wonder if it's just because there's less going on instrumentally in parts of these songs. Yeah. Um, You know, with this one, with the next one, which um, they, they just kind of, they have this open, like, I feel like what people would imagine being on a hallucinogen is like, you know what I mean? It's yeah. just like your third eye opens and you're yeah. like, you're all over the place. You know? <laughs> That's just what this one feels like to me. Um, it's not my favorite 
uh, it's not the worst, though. I'm not no. going to say it's like a miss. Um, but for me, it's kind of a toss-up. Like, I would probably say, like, at least like a just a regular old hit or like a reluctant mid. Yeah. You know? So, I mean, like, kind of where I'm at with it is, for me, like, the next several songs are great. Yeah. But this is kind of where my interest starts falling off a little bit. So I agree with you. Song. We'll talk about this more. It's it's what I'm going to name kind of after this is the, the Sempaternal Complex. And it's not to take away from anything. You know, like I've never and probably never will write an album that's this good in my life. You know what I mean? But uh, like especially with the last two songs, it just this album kind of loses me. Yeah. You the know? last two... Well, good songs in their own respect as like part of the album. I think I it just kind of falls off. There and for again, me. the only version of this that they have on Spotify is the expanded. Right. So I'm wondering if those last two songs were part I think, of the deluxe I think they edition. are part of the deluxe. And I'm wondering if this album was supposed to end with Crooked Young or Hospital for Souls normally. I think it does. I'm not 100%. But if that's the case and it was that, that would have been like a 10 out of 10 album for me. But. Anyway, back to this song. Yeah, I'm gonna give it like a solid, like a a six to a seven out of ten. Yeah, like, I'm gonna say reluctant mid. Yeah, there's a lot of things that I really do enjoy about the song. Though, like the guitar throughout it is phenomenal. Hundred percent. You know, like I said, it's very open. Like, yeah. I, I'm not a huge. I've talked about this before on this podcast. I'm getting more into this music as time goes on, but I'm not really into the super like, super sad shit because it just like it. I am very easily influenced by music. So yeah. if I'm hearing sad shit all day, I'm just like, oh, yeah, sucks. <laughs> like you know. See, so I'm kind of the opposite in that sense. Like I think we've had this conversation before, not on the podcast, obviously. Yeah. But, uh, just like a lot of people are influenced by their music. Like music can affect how they feel throughout their day. It's the opposite for me. I listen to music based off of my mood. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like a flip there. If I'm fucking pissed off, I'm listening to some spite, bro. Yeah get my anger out through the music. If I'm sad, I'm going to listen to some fucking like Chris Stapleton really feel them blues, bro. Let that shit hit. I wish that like, I used to be that way. Nowadays, it honestly, like it really affects me. Like if I'm like, if I'm feeling a certain way, listening to certain shit like that will honestly just kind of drag me down further. Yeah. Um, And that's not, it's nothing against any of the people that are writing these songs. It's more to do with me than it is with the songs themselves. Um, But yeah, so this kind of, it kind of suffers for me personally again from from just that you know what i mean yeah yeah but yeah, no, i i do like the song though let's it just is. hop on to rating it yeah i'm gonna call it a near skip but not a skip that's fair i'll give you that so a mid yeah, yeah like like pretty mid-tier on the low end of a hit i'll give you that now the next one uh, which is seen it all before this one i actually like as much as i was just talking down on sad not talking down but giving my opinion about sad songs in general. This one stands out in a really positive way for me personally. Um, you know, I like the imagery that's used in the song, even in the name of this song. Like, he's basically saying through this song that he doesn't want to be... He doesn't want to go through all this over and over again. You know, yeah. sepaternal again. Like, he doesn't want to just keep living through this sadness unendingly. Great. You know? Uh, because as he says, I've seen it all before. I've heard these lines a thousand times. I don't want to live like a broken record. You know, it's like, it's, it's very, 
I guess this is kind of where the difference between sad shit hits for me is like when I try to like personally when I'm writing lyrics for the band or if I'm writing something, I want to like the reason why I'm writing and why I kind of use my personal experience to write is to kind of get these things out, like to get them away. You know what I mean? To try to move past them. It's my is cringy as this may be to say it's my it's my form of therapy. It's how I talk about these things, you know, in a in a way that's constructive and it's how I move on and i think this is one of those songs that feels that same way for me you know what what are you laughing at i'm just smiling it just brought me back to the old house getting absolutely just violently baked and just really hashing shit out yeah dude (laughs) honestly yeah i guess taking a quick break from this too like that's another thing i really enjoyed back in the day was uh yeah just because like when i was having a panic attack before i kind of learned to have that internal conversation for myself the one thing i learned that really helped was just talking you know what i mean about anything it could be like some of those conversations were the greatest because they could be hilarious and then get real and then go right back to being hilarious yeah i mean i think just like me personally the way i deal with things is just throughout humor you know yeah so i feel like i kind of I don't know. At the start of our relationship, it really wasn't like that for you, but I feel like you've kind of come into your own and adopted that for yourself a little bit. Tried to. Yeah, you I know, think it helps, To some honestly. extent. Yeah. Um, no, I, I think I've kind of hit that. It, it, I've found that it helps. You know yeah. what I mean? At least, you know, for for me, and I know for you guys too, like it's better to kind of get a laugh about it. Yeah. You know? Like, yeah, I mean, and I think you're probably in a little bit better middle ground than I am. You know, or Lee, because Lee and I have, like, the same coping mechanisms in yeah. that sense. Like, the most fucked up shit that can happen, we'll just be like, <laughs> that's yeah. fucking still silly, you know? Yeah. And it's not necessarily the best coping mechanism. It's, I can, it's it, what it I got. It can have its downfalls. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, I see what you're talking about. And I think you're in, like, a pretty good middle ground on that is, like, you can laugh about it, but also process it. Fair. I appreciate that. Yeah, man. Thank you. You're doing great. Hey, thanks, <laughs> <laughs> but, okay, back to this. Um, yeah, the 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 part in this song that really stands out to me—it's the intro, and I think it also comes back for the bridge. But it's every second soaked in sadness. Every weekend is a war, and I'm drowning in the deja vu. We've seen it all before. I don't want to do this by myself. I don't want to live like a broken record. I've heard these lines a thousand times, and I've seen it all before. I think that that like. They're they're perfect lyrics for conveying the message that he's trying to get through in this song, and I think he fucking did. I think he nailed it. I think he did too. Yeah, yeah. I would honestly put this one as a hit for me. It's you know it's definitely the, hit. It's the later tracks in the album. I don't think it was a single, but it it stands out in a very positive way for me. What would you rate it? A hit, a yeah, hit? like a first, like an absolute hit for certain. I respect that. It's like number seven on this album for absolute hits, bro. There's a lot, man. No, I know. There, there, there is. It's the testament to ex- this album. Ex- exponentially more it's, than there is misses. This album is ten years old, almost. Yeah, no, and ten it years still old. Still holds up so fucking well. It's a great fucking album. Now, next is another one. Like it's so interesting, the way that you know people set up albums and they put songs together and shit. Um. Oh, it's uh, it's Antivist, right? And uh, the way that they put, you know, like it's 
this entire album is very heavy, I would say, and then you get to those last two songs we were talking about, and it slows down, and then Antivist possibly comes. I wouldn't say necessarily out of nowhere, but it you know it it's one of the one of if not the heaviest song on this album, and it's such a smack in the mouth, and I fucking love it, dude. Like, yeah, I just I gotta say like just the fucking like anti-establishment message that's delivered in this, dope. It's just so fucking punk. And there's bro. so many standout parts. Oh in this. my like, god, the chorus is a really great one. You know, like if I were to ever see these guys live, I would hope that they'd play it because singing it along in a crowd just feels like so sounds like it would be so much fun. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, there's one part in the song that always just fucking makes me want to roundhouse kick a toddler. (laughs) And it's, uh, there will be no peaceful resolution, no war without blood. You can say I'm just a fool that stands for nothing. Well, to that, that, I I say say you're you're a cunt. cunt. Yeah, it's just, bam, bro, right in your fucking mouth. I fucking love it so much. This song goes unbelievably hard. It's... I think it's another one that's kind of like a, um, like if you're a fan of Bring Me the Horizon, this is like the top in the top ten, possibly. Yeah. I mean, granted, at the time at least, now they have so many fucking new albums and so many great songs on all those albums, right? That, uh, yeah. But I don't know. Like for me, it makes me want to start a revolution that isn't fucking peaceful. Yeah, you know what exactly. I'm saying? Yeah, like hundred <laughs> percent. Honestly, I think I remember hearing the song Stone for the first time and being afraid. I was like, oh, God, it's all coming down around me, bro. Like, what do we do? Where do we go? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I mean, it definitely is another one of them ones where, like, I definitely want to just fucking punch somebody. 100%. That's a great yeah. compliment for a, me. Yeah. For me. Like, if if I want to fucking start hitting shit, I'm a nice guy. I don't yeah. like to hit shit. <laughs> if I want to start hitting shit, bro, this is a good fucking it's song. It's a good song, bro. This is a great, like... Live show song, I feel like. Absolutely. The crowd, I bet, would go ape shit every time they played this. 100%. You know? I don't remember. I don't think they played that on their set. They played, like, Play for Prague. Oof. English is rough sometimes. I was going to uh, say, what was that? Pray for Play Plagues. for Prague. <laughs> Play for Prague. <laughs> Play. <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, no, they played some like some, some of their old shit, like the the good classic Deathcore shit. I wonder shit. if you saw them but it was the time the... they were doing that Deathcore medley, where it was like, yeah, it was like Pray for Plagues. Uh I think they were playing Medusa. They were playing like it was all like thirty seconds of each of these songs. The come down and like yeah, no, no, was no, it not? They played the full set, but it was during the Amo tour cycle. Was it during the Amo tour cycle? I mm-hmm. swear to God, it was post human evolution when you saw them. Mm-mm. Huh? No, it was right after they released Amo because that was uh, four or five years ago, or like almost four years ago. Oh my, yeah, dude, you're right. When my parents moved down to Florida, and I was listening to Amo on the way down there because the they way, had just thank released you for it. Not doing that album. Yeah, week. fuck you, man. It's I'm a good sorry. Album. Look, and to anybody that really <laughs> likes that album, I'm sorry. For me, like maybe it's different now. Like maybe it's one of those situations I was talking about at the top of this podcast where I just need to give it another listen. But when I heard it first, I couldn't really get into it. Which, See, so I had a rough time at first too. Yeah. But that's just because, like, for me, being a Bring Me the Resin fan, like I am, and loving this album, you and that's the spirit. Like I that. wanted something in that same vein, and they really took a hard switch up on us. They and did, yeah. while I understand it, like Ollie really needed that for him, like for like yeah. recovery purposes, at least. You know. you know what I'm saying? If that was the reason, it makes total sense. And even so, like I'm like I was saying, I'm all about bands kind of switching it up doing whatever the hell they want to do because it's at the end of the day it's their fucking band. Oh, panic. <laughs> just 
That made me nervous. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, the, yeah, the screen went black and it wasn't turning back on for a second. So we were like, did the computer just fucking crash? No. Was that it? <laughs> yeah, that sucked. We'd have to record this podcast all over again. But no, yeah, like, and again, maybe it's something I just need to listen to again because maybe I was just being a little bitch and I was like, no pop music, which now I fucking love. So maybe it's just something I had to get Circle back shot, eventually. Yeah. But anyway, back to Antivist. Um, and again, you know, like the chorus of this song, middle fingers up if you don't give a fuck. That's such a chant. You know what I mean? Like it's, yeah, it goes hard, man. Like every time this song comes on, if you're a fan and you know, or even if you don't, there's been people that I have played the song around that don't even know who this is or listen to music like this and like, what is this, bro? This is awesome. Like, right. you know, it's, it feels like a good, maybe not entry level song, but for somebody that's kind of looking and branching out musically, this would be a good one to point them towards. Same with, you know, like Absolutely. Shadow Moses or Sleepwalking. It'd be, yeah. Kind of circling back to Amo, that's what I think that that album did phenomenally is that it brought a bunch of pop kids into the just so many different variety, like like a more quote unquote garden variety of people into the genre, which I think they've always fans. done a great job of, yeah. especially after they switched it up for some. I mean, Eternal. they did it to me, so yeah, they could have fucking done. They could have just gone right back after Seven right. Eternal, you know what I mean? If they really wanted to, I mean, they still kept a lot of their roots, like especially in this song, Antivist. It's right. a very death Corey song, you know? Like yeah. it's, I don't think there's any actual singing on it. They could have just gone back, but they kind of kept with that, and they kept switching it up. Like, That's the Spirit is way different from this album. It, it's way more pop rock. That's mm-hmm. one of my favorite albums of theirs, by the way. I love it. Oh, it's so, so fucking much. good. There's yeah. so many songs on there. Like, I want to walk down to like walk down the aisle at my wedding to a Bring Me the Horizon song. It's kind of fucking weird, huh? <laughs> like, no, I get it though. I mean, it's a but good yeah, song. Follow you. Yeah. yeah, just like a like a fucking broke down acoustic version of yeah. that would be fucking beautiful for a wedding. But no, I and kind of to say what you're saying, like to get back to what you were saying, I agree. Like, it's they do such a great job of being able to grab different groups of people and pull them in and make fans of them. I think that's why part of the reason, at least why they're such a big band today, right? Because they've got something for everybody, you know, they really do at this point. They don't really stick to one thing. They established their sound in the early days, then they changed it. And now it's basically every album since then has been different. Yeah. It's been something different every single time, even post post human survival horror or whatever. That's what it is. Maybe. But, um, like that album, it's a heavier album, but I feel like it's it's way more metalcore. You know, like this album still Absolutely. kind of was metalcore, but I feel like it had a different tone to it. That's the spirit was more pop rock, and then Amo, from my understanding, is just straight pop, and then they go from that to that. It's just like they just keep bouncing around everywhere. I love that about them. It's, I would say it's definitely like still a rock album, but further on the spectrum of pop rock than that's the spirit. Fair, I'll give it that. But yeah. What was your right answer this, bro? <laughs> it's like we keep getting off tangent. A but banger and a half. I agree. Banger and a half to say the least. Yeah. I would say, honestly, this is a smash hit for me. But, yeah, like with this band, I think it's kind of it would be hard to sit down and talk about them without kind of talking about their discography as a whole because they've really kind of they were always like a bigger scene band and then they really exploded and their ability to to kind of in the context of like a year or two, how they're able to completely redefine what yeah. the band sounds like. Yeah. It's super interesting. It's and fucking I think, insane to me. You know, it really is. And it's, it's something that's very interesting to talk about because I feel like it's something that there's a lot of bands that try to do that and they get so much shit for it. Right. Or you know? lost in it. Yeah. 
And I mean, Bring Me the Horizon, even I remember when Amo came out, people lost their goddamn mind. That was one of them. I can't even lie. Like, I was trying to hate on it, you know? Yeah. Like, they came out with, uh, what was that fucking track? I don't, I think it was the song with that. I'm going to have to look it up really quick to see what that's Yeah, you're going to have to look it up. I know which one you're talking about, but continue with what you were saying. Yeah, I mean, I just like being a big fan of, like, That's the Spirit and fucking Sepaternal. I just wanted it to be something heavy and fucking. Or, Sugar honey iced tea. No, I like that one. It was a different one. Mother tongue. Nah. Nihilist blues. Medicine. Keep going. Wonderful life. Wonderful Mantra. life. Wonderful life. Wonderful oh, yeah, life was, was the one Phil. that I. Yep. The one that I. That that one caught me off guard a little bit. Yeah. Like the first listen through, I was like, "What the fuck is this?" Yeah. You know. And I think that's. But then the same with a lot of people. I remember <clears> hearing that song and being like, "What happened?" Like you know. Like, yeah. But. Yeah, I gave it a lot of shit until I like kind of the same thing as you. You know, I took I took a step back from that album for a while, and then on a road trip down to Florida, I just listened to it because I was about to go see him on that album. It's cycle. always a fucking road trip, bro. I'm telling yeah. you. Yeah, like and every I was time, just like, holy shit, this album is fucking fire. Hundred percent. Every time I'm hesitant about an artist or a band or anything, like it always happens on a road trip, dude. But yeah. an album comes on, and I'm like. Damn, like this is fucking killer, you know. Like, Maybe just because you're like a little bit more receptive on a road trip, like you yeah. got other shit to focus on, so 100%. you're not focusing too much on that. I, you know, that's fair. I think honestly, a lot of people can get in their own way, yeah. especially when it comes to music. I think, I think this is actually something that pertains pretty well to Bring Me the Horizon and kind of getting into that era of them that we can talk about here is like they are. I think gatekeeping and Bring Me the Horizon are synonymous because when you talk about bring me the horizon, you're going to get several different reactions. And it's funny because with every single album, somebody's like, Oh, like, you know, like I fucking listened to them back from like count your blessings or bro. Semitonal was the last good thing they put out. Or like, you know, people like us that are like, bro, that's the spirit, you know, like their new shit's fucking great too. Like it's, it's always such an interesting conversation. And I feel like kind of getting back to what I was saying about people getting their own way. Metal fans, I feel like are some of the, like it's it's most evident in that culture of people yeah. getting in their own way, shooting themselves in the foot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I can't even just just kind of like flipping back, I suppose, to like my my introduction to metalcore and stuff. I was stuck in my ways on like fucking Tool and Rob yeah. Zombie, like yeah. Dad Rock. I mean, yeah. And like Lee was listening to fucking like metalcore and like. The screamo type shit you know what i'm saying fucking five years before that and i gave him shit for it all yep. the time i, I was like yeah, what are they it. what are they fucking what are they fucking saying what are they saying yeah you can't even <laughs> understand the words yeah what the yeah. fuck is that supposed to mean yeah and now i fucking i do metal vocals like yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. it's crazy how that'll change i was even that same way i was like man like i remember this line was said so much when i was in middle school is i don't like that screamo shit yeah that was it you know what i mean yeah and getting into it even i guess it's probably just a pandemic with most or an endemic with most fans is like of any genre but like i keep seeing these memes floating around it's like these people that aren't even in to like metal they'll come across mm-hmm. like a thread on some social media page of a metal thing and they'll be like yo do like do metal fans even like metal bro because like all i'm seeing here is people <laughs> trashing yeah, everything that yeah. everybody does there's definitely like a lot of elitism in in inside of the the genre it's but, part of the but reason. also there's just some phenomenal people too i agree it's it, it's the same with anything you know what i mean there's good groups and bad groups of people yeah. in anything you're going to go do you could you know like 
be a fucking freedom fighter. I guarantee you there's yeah. going to be good and bad people in any, you know, in any situation. It's part of the reason why I wanted to do this podcast on ranking albums, which is funny because I fucking hate review yeah. people yeah. so much. I think be, I think the reason why is because people are not fair. At least it feels like that to me. I understand that it's your opinion and you have every right in the world to post whatever you want, say whatever you want, that's fine. But you have to understand like regardless of if you like something or not, the artist took time. And yeah, with their heart and their devotion and time and energy, and I think that's part of probably just what being in a band and doing this on a way smaller scale, obviously, than any of the people that we're going to talk about here. Certainly, but like, I've had people come up to me and tell me certain things about my songs, you know, whatever, be rude or mean, whatever, and I know how much that hurts me. And like, even if I don't like something, I never want it to, I never want it to feel like I'm being a dick. Like, a lot of the bands I listened to growing up people kind of dragged on me for listening to i never want to do that to somebody else you know i want this to be something for everybody where they can sit and they can listen and they can be like oh you know like i may not agree with his opinion here but he's still being respectful or the guest is still being respectful you know yeah. what i'm saying yeah it's just yeah it's now people i gotta need to get out of their own way gotta say i'm gonna fucking call out a certain group of individuals here you listen to scandinavian death metal Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Nobody gives a fuck how good you think it is. <laughs> Keep your opinions to yourself. God damn it. God damn it, Jacob, bro. You just took it, everything I said, and threw it right in the trash, bro. I had to. <laughs> God, That's fucking hilarious. It's fucking, no, I'm, I'm mostly just playing. No, but, I know, But it I seems know. like. But like to much from my experience personally, it's those people that are like have the most elitist fucking mentality. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like if it's not 210 BPM, it ain't shit. Yeah, and you know it again. Like this is kind of why it ties into Bring Me the Horizon. So evidently for me is because you know like even when Sempaternal came out, as big of an album as it is or was, and people will still hate on it. Yeah. Again, as good as it is, people still are like, I find nothing enjoyable about that because it's not like Suicide Season or it's not like right. There is a Hell or Count Your Blessings. It's just, it's not that death It's not talking about Slater want. washing his dick. Yeah, like, <laughs> bro, like, grow up a little, you know what I mean? Enjoy music. Like, it's just because they're doing something different doesn't mean it's not as good. You know, different does not equal not good. It doesn't necessarily equal good, but right. just because it's different doesn't mean it's bad. Right. You know, and I think that's a conversation that gets... It's synonymous with Bring Me the Horizon, I guess. So that's why I kind of wanted Definitely. to take that time and bring it up. Because, I mean, that. there's other bands that do it for certain. Of course. Know? I mean, Asking Alexandria is a big one right now. Yeah, I mean, they've traversed a lot of genres now. Yeah, I mean, shit. They stuck with fucking basically radio rock, and I fucking right. love it. Like, But, again, it's just get out of your own way, people. You know, There's a whole world of music that you are ignoring because you know you want to. If you don't like it, you don't like it again. I, it's That's fine, but... It, there's a whole world of music you, out there that you are shutting yourself off to. And on average, like I've noticed that it's because they feel some sort of sense of superiority for their music taste, which exactly. is like, I do feel like I have a great music taste better than most, but that's just my fucking opinion. And exactly. everybody's entitled to their own opinion. Everybody is. Yeah. But just be respectful. You yeah, know man. what I mean? That's all I'm asking. Be respectful of people. You know, people take a lot of time, <laughs> takes a lot of money, takes a lot of effort to do these things, you know, fucking leave people yeah, alone. Especially on that scale. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And they just keep getting bigger. Right. Yeah. It's funny. Like, when I got into this conversation today, I was like, I'm, I'm not not a fan of Bring Me the Horizon. They're not, like, my top band. I don't listen to them a whole lot. But I've always had a lot of respect for them for this reason. 
you know, that they can yeah. change and they only grow. You know what I mean? And they're doing so much for the scene. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Like they just fucking performed with Ed Sheeran not too long ago. Almost unparalleled, like yeah. the the amount of people that they brought into the genre. You know. And just to think, like that that all came from five or six, however many people were in the band when it started. Six kids playing deathcore. You know yeah. what I mean? And yeah. And they they you know basically grew up with us, and they you know they had their experiences. It shaped their music, and now they're one of the biggest bands in our scene in the world. If Easily. Not, yeah. Like, it, it's... it's People should be celebrating that more. It's the same with everything. Like, if, if a fucking... Especially in today's climate where metal isn't as talked about as it has been, like, people should be excited when, you know, like, a new album comes out and, like, it reaches number one. Just because you don't like it doesn't mean it's not good enough to earn that place, I guess. Right, you know? right. Yeah. But anyway, back to the topic of this album... Uh, Crooked Young is the next one. And I actually really, really like this song. I think this is my, like, not last favorite, but last one that, like, I'm I'm listening to all the way through every single time. Yeah, it's definitely not a skip. Not at all. Not at all, man. Like, yeah, I fucking, I love this chorus, too. It's, uh, it's very memorable for me. There's, uh. We don't sleep, we don't eat, we speak in tongues, we can't die, we're dead inside, no death can't touch the crooked young. Like, it's just, it's so, it's another anthem-style song. I love when bands do this, like, when they give kind of a name to the faceless people, you know? Yeah. I love that shit. And this song does it so well. Like, yeah, believe in no one but yourself, the faceless won't save you, the clouds won't hear your fucking prayers, and then the song ends... Hallelujah, I'm saved. It's a miracle. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, I'm saved. Fuck your faith. Fuck your faith. You know, it's it's dope. Especially around this time frame. I remember, like, religion was so... It was synonymous with this music because, you know, like, it was... I don't want to say it was like a new satanic panic because it wasn't as big. You know what I mean? In like no. the 80s. But when you were listening to this kind of music, you were basically synonymous with Satan for whatever fucking reason. Yeah, I mean... I don't know. It's kind of weird. And I have like sort of a skewed perspective on this because like one of my favorite albums of all time is uh, The Root of All Evil by Spite. Yeah. And you know that's, that song is straight up Satanist. No, there, there's 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 a very massive Satanist element into that. Isn't that like the first but, song? Like, well, yeah. It's basically like him just selling, I think like, I think it's himself to I think Satan. it's. That's the root of all... No. That's the root of all the evil, yeah. Is Root of All Evil the first song on the fucking album? I th- Let me... Could be. Google that. Either way. Like, I just like, realized. Like, in entirety, the album is basically, like, a devotion to Satan. And me, personally, I'm atheist. I don't even believe in that shit. But exactly. just the fucking vibes. Rain in Hell. <laughs> is the first Rain song. in Hell yep. is crazy. Yeah. Yep. Um, But to get back to the song, actually, looking at the lyrics again, this song appears to be about... um. At least this is kind of my take. It appears to be about rehabs forcing religion on people. Yeah. You know, hallelujah, well, I'm saved just a dozen steps in 28 days. It's a miracle I'll be born again with the Lord as my shepherd. I will find a way. So basically, huh. I think it's, yeah, it's it's pretty obvious there. I mean, like, it's I mean, literally yeah. the 12-step the program, a month in rehab. Like, you know, it's it's kind of him questioning that which... Again, I've only heard him talk about this once. It was when he accepted an award for this, but he was saying, you know, like I was a druggie when I wrote this album, you know, and I yeah. like, I think he says like I, I, like, I kind of helped 
maybe he says something about you know the power of helping yourself or maybe he you know said people helped him i don't really remember but it's clear in this song that he's saying no one's going to help you you've got to do it yourself which i guess right. is a fair and point in rehab. at the end of the day you do like yeah. coming from like having some experience in that sense not personally but just being surrounded by people that are addicts and stuff really like there's nothing anybody can say or do for you no matter how much they try to help that will make you change unless you fucking want to if you yeah if you're not ready it's a saying i hear synonymous with people who came out of rehab or are sober now like it's if you're not ready it's not gonna happen and it's just not there's yeah. just no fucking way yeah. you know which makes sense you know like it's with something as serious as you know and as mind-altering as drugs like i can't imagine that somebody could just come in and be like or like a god it could come in and be like because yeah. I'm, I'm an atheist too. Like I, I, the concept of going into a rehab, if I was a drug addict, dealing with so many problems, and them telling me to put my faith into some higher, like the, magical the, force in the sky that's gonna save me from my sins. Like, oh, really? Is he gonna take these withdrawals away from me? Right. Is he gonna, you know, is he gonna make me just never want to crave it ever the fuck again? Yeah. Fuck you. Like, you know. Again, yeah. I've never gone through rehab. I don't know the things. I'm not. If if it works for you, it works for you. And I'm I'm not trying to get down on anybody who is religious or has gone through rehab, I'm sure, and I know that it's helped millions of people, and if that works for you, that's great. Just want to say that out front. But you were saying? For me, wouldn't. Yeah. Because, like, it, it would almost be insulting. Because, like, kind of at, at, at the end of the day, um, like, I've been in a lot of, like, AA meetings, NA meetings, just surrounded, like, like with my family being what it is. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, they, they talk a whole lot like God is heavily influenced, but it's not necessarily just God. It's like a higher power and being like, a, like 100% atheist, like yeah. it would be insulting to me because like at that point, you know, if you're getting sober, you're probably thinking about the wrongdoings you've done. Mm-hmm. You know that you did them, but they're telling you to like pray it, put, and it'll put, all be forgiven, put, put your faith in a higher power yeah. and shit will just go away. Which is not how that's going to work. It's not how life works. Yeah. You know? Again, at least, again, this is just speaking strictly as somebody who is not religious, does not believe in a higher power. Like, I can see why that would be insulting. And that's something that's kind of very evident through this song, you know. Like, it, it goes back to my belief against religion in the first place. It's like, if there is a God, why is the world the way that it is? Yeah. Why because he's would a benevolent create, God. Yeah, which you is know? ridiculous. Why create a world in which there is so much suffering for not only maybe like granted the people that deserve it, deserve it, but for people that don't kids, right. you know what I mean? Like cancer and children. Yeah. The fuck is wrong with you? Like if, if God is real, I die, I go to heaven. That is my first question to him is what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, why would you make it this way? Fuck free will at that point, dude. Why not yeah. let people be happy? Yeah. Fuck that. Fuck a free will. Fuck anything, dude. I would take being happy over having the fucking God above allow me to just experience whatever I want to experience. Why right. would you create a world with, you know, something like drugs? Why would you create a world with something like murder, like yeah, rape, like assault? I've been questioning that since eight years old. <laughs> I, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I was raised in a Christian household, so it took me a little longer. It was in middle school. This was actually the phrase that got me. We're going off on a whole bunch of tangents. I think this kind of speaks to the testament of this album, though, and the conversations it can make you have when you're really kind of focusing on it. But to get back to that, what I... um 
what really kind of changed it for me, I was watching this video. I wish I could remember who this was. I wish I could remember the channel name, anything. I remember him saying, how can you believe, or not how can you believe, but like, so you believe that your religion is right and you get to go to some fancy afterlife and everybody else has to suffer in hell because what? They were born in the wrong part of the world. Right. That doesn't have your exclusive religion. Right. You know? And like, I'm, I'm not hesitant to say this stuff. I'm hesitant to, you know, upset anybody that may be religious. That's not my intent here, but again, just my beliefs. (laughs) I can't support something that I can't fully believe in something that excludes people for something as ridiculous as where they were born or something as ridiculous as, you know, like whether they're gay or whether they're straight or anything like that. Like I just, some things that people cannot control. I cannot abide by going to a special afterlife. If you are the quote unquote correct person. Absolutely. You know, so I, I get where, like I get the vibe of this song on one respect of, you know, fuck your faith. Like it's, it's, that's how I feel when it gets shoved down on me. It's it's I don't buy into this, you know, pious self sense of superiority because you you follow these rules in a book. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah. not something I can get behind. I personally like like I said, I'm not a man of faith myself. I respect people that have faith. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good I thing do. for a lot of people. That's another thing. But the thing that that I dislike about it is yeah. when it leads people to hate. Which that's my which problem. religion has uh, like it to my like express experience mm-hmm. has, has it does a lot, you yeah. know? Like it leads people to be hateful of other groups of people that don't follow their specific brand of faith or it's whatever. a lot and, of war cause a lot of war you know and and that's not just like limited to christianity or anything it's it's, it's it's everywhere everywhere. like it's everywhere every religion yeah it's it's happening all over the world and it's kind of that's that's part of my point too is that i would i wish i could believe in some situations like i wish i had some sort of sense of like faith in something i think like i feel like it would be it'd be hypocritical for some sort of an atheist to say that in some sort of moment of crisis that they don't wish that there was something you know what I mean? For them to latch on to. Because I've seen people, sick people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Latch on to their faith. And yeah. that's what gets them through it. You know what Absolutely. I mean? Like, I would be a fucking fool to say that I don't wish for something like that. I just can't. Yeah, it just doesn't doesn't click for me, yeah. personally. You know, like... Yeah. I guess I more along the lines of, like, agnostic atheist. You know what I'm saying? Like, like just because I can't see the sun doesn't mean it's not there. Yeah. But it's not right now, so... Yeah. Uh, it's kind of where I'm at is I guess I don't believe but I'm also not a fool like if something were to show up I'd be like oh okay like if <laughs> Jesus rose down from the sky I'd be like holy fuck I was wrong I was very wrong my bad man. chief you I'd know I still have some words I might have some I might have some expressings to say but yeah. uh questions yeah I mean I, I would accept my sentencing to hell um <laughs> I belong there at this point let's be real you but just get down there and they're blaring the root of all evil by spite <laughs> and I'm just, just like yeah yeah no but anyway to get back to it crooked young for me again like it's this album is very thematic and i think this song holds true to one of the themes which in my opinion is religion and i uh i would rate it just based on how much this song 
you know, has given me to think about and how much this song is kind of inspired in this conversation here, I would have to say that it's a hit. Oh, for certain. Yeah. Yeah. I fucking love it. Now the next one, this is kind of where this album, like I love this song, don't get me wrong, but this is, I think, one of the last songs on this album that I really do enjoy, and that's Hospital for Souls. Yeah, for me, even, like, this one's kind of a 50-50. Like, there's a chance I might skip it. Because, mm-hmm. like, in, in the th- in the scope of the album, there's just so many fucking phenomenal songs. And this one just kind of, like, is where it starts to stray from being so fucking, like, heavy for me. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, emotionally and just heavy. Yeah. Um, And, like, when it kind of starts to slow down is where I start to fall off. Yeah. It's... It's usually that way for me with this song in particular. It it kind of it stands out for me again. And it's crazy that I never put this together listening to it as a kid, but like it's very obvious again that this dude is going through the throes of a drug addiction. Yeah. Like no matter uh what is it? Even hell can get comfy once you settled in. I just wanted the numb inside me to leave. Hang on a sec, folks. Just making sure my shit is still recording. There we go. Perfect. Awesome. Okay. Uh, I just wanted the numb inside me to leave. No matter how fucked you get, sorrow is there when you come back down. Like, it's it's there in black and white. Yeah. What he's talking about. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's crazy to me that I never put this together before. You know, before this conversation. Yeah. Never had even thought about it. Yeah. It's a little <laughs> crazy. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a testament to, like, people can really, it's like siren songs you know what i mean yeah. that you're like the song is so beautiful you're not really paying attention to the fact that it's yeah. literally like there's something horrendous on the other side of it and that is in in this case and with the latter half of this album it seems like drug addiction yeah you know it's crazy man like yeah i fucking oh and again this is something actually that this song does that kind of it, it captures a point in time for me i don't know how prevalent this is now in the youth growing up because i have little to no experience with the youth as they are currently living but when i was in high school stuff like self-harm was huge right and you know like there's lyrics in the songs like how are we on a scale of one to ten could you tell me what you see do you want to talk about it how does that make you feel have you ever took a blade to your wrist have you been skipping meals we're going to try something new today how does that make you feel like it's it just like it's one of those songs that it, it it really clears like it, it makes sense again why this album hit so hard for a lot of kids like us because that was a lot of what we were going through. You know, there was a lot of self harm. There was a lot of, uh, you know, mental health disorders. Whether it was something like you know depression or general anxiety or whatever, or you know eating disorders. Like it's, it was something that was, like. A huge, and I'm not saying that it's not now. Granted, my experience is just that it was a huge problem when I was in high school. You know what I mean? When I was growing up, I remember seeing it basically fucking everywhere. It felt like, you know, living in a city like this, and it it goes again with what I was saying. I can't remember which song I was saying it about, but essentially giving these kids a voice who feel like there's no way out or who feel like nobody's listening to them. You know, it's. Again, it's why I love this music in the first place is it's it's everything that a kid like me needed was that to know that somebody else was going through it, too. And this song right. does that well, I think. Yeah. 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 So I would honestly put this one as a a closing hit, because if the album ended here, I would honestly I would be happy. And I yeah. think it might have. Let me I'm going to look that up really quick. So while you're looking up that, Go ahead. I'm going to just 
kind of delve on that. I had never really looked at the lyrics for that song before. And man, that shit hits hard. God damn. Like It does, man. It really is a pretty song, you know? Yeah. Like very beautiful. Kind of feels peaceful in a sense, you know? Mm-hmm. But the grass is always greener on the other side because on the side that you're fucking standing, bro, that shit was wilting. God damn. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It was, Oof. It was hard out here for a pimp. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, no, yeah, I agree. Like it's. Yeah, I never really had taken like stock into the lyrics on that one and quite impactful. Yeah, so I think the original album ended with Hospital for Souls. There's actually a third song here that isn't on this. The deluxe? Yeah, it's not on the expanded edition, though. It was Chasing Rainbows. Oh, Chasing Rainbows is good, though. I've actually never heard that song before. It's fire. But yeah, so I guess this is where the original album ended, was Hospital for Souls. Oh. My fiance just walked in. Hello. Hi, Hannah. <laughs> You'll see her on soon. We're going to be doing um, Dark Skies by Fit for a King. But yeah, so huh. if this album ended here, which I guess it did, but the only version they have on Spotify is the Expanded Edition, I would be happy. Um, the Expanded Edition, granted, is just two deluxe songs that were not on the original release, which the first one is Join the Club, which, as I was saying, you know, I don't know. This song feels like it could be a cover of somebody else's shit. I don't know if it is. Um, but yeah, I don't really have much to say about this one. This one, unfortunately, just doesn't really stand out for me too well. Um, yeah, I gotta agree. I mean, these last two songs, I think that I hate to say it, but like, I haven't spent as much time listening to them, so I don't like once again really know much about the like lyrics themselves. In terms of the of um, like the melodies and such, I'm not like particularly captivated. Instrumentally, they're fire. I will admit that. Like, yeah, the drums on this one are pretty sweet, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I we were just listening to it before, and yeah, I think so. Like, it's it's an interesting instrumental song. I think just. It just, yeah, I don't know what it was. This one just didn't stand out for me. I'm going to have to, unfortunately, rate this one a miss. Yeah, it's, uh, both these last songs, I'll just lump them in here, and they're both, on average, a skip for me. Like, if it was to come up in, like, a random playlist for me, I probably would skip it. Yeah. It's kind of, it's, it's, this last one, I guess, to move on, Deathbeds, is honestly my least favorite, um, out of the entirety of the album. I, uh, it's... I'm not saying that it is for everybody. This could be your favorite song, and if it is, I apologize. But for me, it it's just very... I'm trying to think of a nicer way to say this. The word that comes, for lack of a better term, forgettable. Like, it's just it's one that I don't remember. You know what I yeah. mean? I've listened to this album several times this week. I couldn't really re- tell you that I remember sitting and listening to this one just because it's... Like it just it it doesn't stand out for me the way that the majority of this album does. So again, I'm going to have to say this one's just a miss. I'll come to a consensus on that one. Yeah. 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 Maybe not even a miss, but like a skip for me. That's fair. I think honestly skip might be what I have to change this to because I don't I don't want to say it's a miss because, again, maybe these people do enjoy this. You know what? You actually you helped me out there with the premise of this podcast. It's going to be hit or skip from now on. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, But, and that is 
Sent Paternal, uh, Bring Me the Horizon released that album in 2013, and I don't know the exact date. And I just remember again the impact that that album had was fucking insanity. Like the fact that it's 10 years old honestly kind of blows my mind yeah. because it feels like it was just yesterday, you know, like that this album came out and did what it did, and hearing these songs everywhere. Like, I think these songs were even, like, a couple of these songs were even on the radio at one fucking point. And I hmm. think, like, Can You Feel My Heart just had a huge fucking resurgence because of TikTok. Like, yeah. Ollie was teasing a fucking 10-year Sepaternal tour live. That'd be good. Shows. That'd be good. I would love to see that. But I think this album can't be understated. If you're, like, a fan of this genre, I think this is one of the albums that you need to pick up and you need to listen to because it is an experience in and of itself that is very singular like you're not going to get an album like this from just any band out there right and because of that like i as much as i don't like those last two songs i would feel remiss if i did not rate this album highly because of how enjoyable this album is and from front to back honestly how for the most part amazing this album is and how well it stands the test of time and today it feels like you know if you're listening to it for the first time it, it doesn't feel like something old. It feels still just one of a kind. Extremely relevant. Still, yeah. You know, I would honestly have to rate this probably like a 9.5 to like a 9.7 out of 10. It gets those 0.3 points knocked off for the last two songs on the only version that's on Spotify. But it's it's undeniably a crown jewel in the in the in the crown of metalcore. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, what do you have to say about it? I'm going to give it a fucking Nine point eight, nine point nine. Yeah, because everything leading up to the last two songs for me personally, absolutely, pretty much makes for any like, for lack of a better word, like lackluster of the last two for me personally. Yeah, <clears throat> it's what got me into this genre. I fucking love it. My connection to it, just like emotionally, you know, like overall, it's phenomenal. Fucking, I don't know. Sempaternal or like like Shadow Moses made me cry like yeah. violently just because of how beautiful it was. It really is, man. Like, and that's that's never happened to me on any other song. You know, I get it. I get why. Like th- this album is very heavy emotionally, and it's yeah, it's 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 hard for me to put it into words. As somebody who's not even the biggest Bring Me the Horizon fan in the world, like this album is special. For a reason. Yeah. You know what I mean? It feels like they put everything that they could. It felt like almost like this was going to be their last album and they just put everything that they fucking could into this. And then they just kept releasing bangers. And yeah, it's only gotten better from here, I think, you know, different styles, of course. Like, I think honestly, even like as much as I love the stuff that Bring Me the Horizon is putting out, I don't really know if I could say that they're going to like that. And this isn't a a knock on anything that they've done now because it's all of it's amazing. But. I don't know if they could ever do this again, you know. I don't know, man. Yeah, it'd, it'd be you'd be hard pressed. You I would do. Be I feel very like very hard pressed. Like this is, this is obviously, it feels like probably the darkest time in a lot of these dudes' life. You yeah, know? like I wouldn't wish for them to go through this again, so we could yeah. get another album like this. Like this album, standing where it is, it it's it's perfect, and that's it. It's untouchable. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, I fucking love it. Well deserved, one of the best albums. That it's a well deserved like 
it's well deserved in being one of the albums that everybody still talks about from these guys. You know what I mean? Right. If not the album that everybody talks about from these guys. Probably the album. Yeah, I, mean, I would. I, think I would probably, say so. Next highest would be that's the spirit. And it bums me out that I did not get into this album until like 2016, like three years after this came out. You me know too. I, mean? I wish I could have been part of the. I just do like the too. Initial hype. You know? I do too, man. Because I was kind of just off doing my own thing. But if I could have like, you know, made friends just over this album and like got to sit down and listen and really talk about it like I am right now. Granted, I'm happy that I am with you right now, but yeah, I just, it, it sucks to miss out on something like this. Yeah. In that sense, I think I was at a disadvantage to live, having lived in Montana. Of it course. wasn't like a, a scene, like a, like a scene. Yeah. yeah. There was like a very select few people that like listened Lee. to this <laughs> Lee and like a, like probably a small handful of other people in my hometown, you know? Yeah. yeah. Like not a whole lot of hype in that area of behind metal, you know? Yeah. But I don't know. Just like, I think that something I think about a lot is just like, if I could be born at any time, like I would have liked to have been born in maybe like just like middle of Vietnam war era. Uh-huh. I'm going on off on a tangent here. But, yeah. It's all good though. Bro. <laughs> but like, you know, just, like, feeling the impact of music as it comes out is, like, something that just blows me away. You know what I'm saying? Like, seeing the hype behind it. Yeah. Like, most recently, Sleep Token, you know? Or yeah. Bad Omens. Yeah. Like, the hype behind those bands has been fucking insane. Bad Omens is one I've actually got to, like, be there for. And yeah. it feels good. No, and it does yeah. feel good to be yeah. just part of that, you know? But fucking just, like, you know, like hearing a Creedence Clearwater song for the first time being part of that generation being part of that generation yeah. it would have been fucking mind blowing and like just like coming up for the rest of the just absolutely phenomenal musicians that came came up around fr- from that you know time you know and just like everything their their past yeah. and I'm not gonna say like at this point that I'd be 85 years old or however the fuck old those guys are listening to bring me the horizon you know but just like could you imagine jumping from that to that you know right just like hearing the progression of music throughout time like that would have been something special to be a part of it's why i wish people are could be a little more open-minded yeah you know because just think of the world like if you just kept evolving with it yeah you know yeah but you know i don't know if there's really anything else to say about this you know this is a special album if you haven't listened to it you know take the time take it yeah, take the time i agree from one person who you know like is still what i would consider relatively new to bring me the horizon to another listen to this album man this is an experience that i think everybody should have that calls themselves you know a fan of metal or this genre like everybody needs to experience this album at least once so but yeah thank you for joining me this week dude and thanks for bringing this album you know i didn't think we were gonna yeah. have this much to say about it but I knew I would. Yeah. <laughs> All righty, guys. Well, uh, thank you so much for listening out there. And again, thank you, Jacob, for joining me this week. And we will see you next time. That's all we can't afford. And that is the show, everybody. Thank you so much to everybody who's listened this far and uh, always makes it to the end. Thank you so much to anybody that does do that. In case you all missed my Facebook post, too, I want to let everybody know. Anybody who wants to be a guest on this podcast, please shoot me a message on Facebook or anywhere. You know what I mean? I'll respond ASAP and we'll plan something and get you in here because, yeah, I'm looking for guests. I know that, you know, part of this is that I'm going to have to do it by myself eventually. But come on, come on in and let's 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 do another episode. God, this is ridiculous. Anyway, um, yeah, I just wanted to say a quick thank you again to everybody and send that invite out before we clocked off. Uh, So, yeah. 
This has been the What's That Noise podcast. I am your host, Brendan Letmer. And next week, we've got a, my sister, I believe, is coming back next week for, uh, if it is her episode, it's Wretched and Divine by Black Phil Brides, which is another long one. I think it ended up being about an hour and a half, an hour 45. So, yeah. Fucking mint. Bye, everybody.